Coming up. When you don't know clearly your influence and your authority, you'll misuse it. You've probably had some leaders who, who thought they had more power than they had. <laughs> okay? And then you probably had some leaders who had more power than they knew they had. So you had some leaders, let me back up. You had some leaders who thought they had more power than they really had. So they tried to do some things that they couldn't do. So you need to understand just how much influence you have. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? You will not want to miss this series, Evidence of a Leader. Here's Pastor Robert with part one of the message, The Perfect Example of a Leader. Today, again, we're starting a new message series, and we're going to build it on John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. And we're going to see what God has to say to us here. I'm reading the New International Version, and it reads, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Again, we're starting a new message series, and the title of the message series is Evidence of a Leader. Evidence of a Leader. And today's subtitle is The Perfect Example of a Leader. The Perfect 
example of a leader. If we're going to look for evidence of a leader, then it's only right that we start in one place. It's only right uh, that we start in one place if we're going to look for evidence. And that one place is with the one person who's lived and walked this earth better than anyone ever has. And that's why he is the perfect example. As we go through this series, and we'll unpack this in a little bit, but as we go through this series, there's something I'd like for you to keep in mind. And, and this is, it is this, that your, your character, your character, that ethical and moral side of you, it's leaving breadcrumbs. Your character is leaving breadcrumbs. If someone followed them, to where would they lead is the question. If someone followed the breadcrumbs of your character, to where would they lead? Know this, that somebody is following them, the breadcrumbs of your character. Somebody is. Um, they are monitoring and keeping track of them. Somebody is. Let me just give you a a couple examples, your co-workers. <laughs> your co-workers have drawn some conclusions about you. Uh, they've had conversations when you weren't in the room. You just got to know that. Uh, and it's not always a conversation with another co-worker, but it often is. But sometimes it's just a conversation with themselves about you. They, they formed an opinion about you because they've been watching you. I once had a coworker, heard a heard a coworker of mine loudly and adamantly declare. <clears throat> he said that my coworkers don't know me. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and I thought that was just absolutely absurd. I just thought it was absurd. I, you know, yeah, true, your coworkers don't know everything about you. But they what they do know is substantial. <laughs> okay, they they know some substantial stuff about you. You you got to understand that you, the typical person, spend more waking hours. <laughs> you know, waking hours up when your eyes are open and you're talking and you're moving with you than probably anybody else in your life. Okay, your coworkers spend more waking hours with you. I know me, I get home, you know, around 6.37, you know, in the evening. Okay, let me back up. When I leave, everybody's still in the bed, typically. Okay? And then when I get home, I'm the last one to come home because I got to commute. I get home 6.37, you know, sometime after that. You know, then you, you know, you 
two, three, four more hours, you're in the bed. You're back to sleep. I just spent nine, ten, you know, nine hours with my coworkers. Y'all, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> your coworkers spend more waking hours with you than your family do. And for someone to say, y'all don't know me, is absurd. Because then who else is better to know you? Who else is with you when your eyes is open and your mouth is moving and your brain is active and your hands are moving and your feet are moving than the folk who are around you when you are active and awake? Again, now I'm not saying they know everything, but they, what they know is substantial. It's substantial. So your coworkers are following the breadcrumbs of your character. You might have been wondering why you didn't get that promotion. <laughs> Could it be what the, where the breadcrumbs led? And why they didn't offer you that job? But your character, your character is leaving breadcrumbs. You just got to know it. What about your family? Who are around you often too? Who you share some of your deepest thoughts with? You may not share all your deep thoughts with coworkers, but you got you share with your family. And if you don't say it, they can see it. You know, things happen in life. They they see your downcasted face. They see or hear your frustration. They feel it. They get the blunt uh, the brunt of your anger, your disappointment, and your and even your happiness, they get that too. I know when I was a kid, I can tell when this was going when it was gonna be a good day. When mama came home and if she was happy and and and, and um, talking a lot and smiling, oh, this is gonna be a good night. And I go, Mom, Mom, what you cooking? What you cooking tonight, Mom? And then, you know, usually when, when she's feeling like that, she's gonna cook something that a brother really like. <laughs> you know? And so you, you can read it. You read it. Y'all been kids before. You read your parents. You can tell. You can tell. Is, should I go to them and talk about this now? Should I tell them I got an F in my class and on that test, that last test today, right now? Or should I wait till later when they feeling a little bit better? Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't been there? So your family is watching you. They're watching. So understand this, as we talk about the evidence of a leader, don't think this excludes you. By no means does it exclude you, because you might not see yourself as a leader. That's why I tell you that you, somebody's watching your character, somebody's watching. They're following you whether you know it or not. They're taking your lead on, in some way, some form. They're following you. So it does include you. And so it behooves us to be the best breadcrumb dropper that we can be. That, that it's in our best interest to drop the best breadcrumb to lead whoever's following to a good place. And there's no one better to follow than the perfect example of a leader. And so you are a leader. God declares you a leader. You may not be a born leader. But as a follower of Christ, as a Christian, you are at least a born-again leader. 
Okay, I'm going to say it again. You may not consider yourself a born or a natural born leader, but you are at least as a believer in Christ, a born again leader. Okay, at least. And the reason you are because God has called us to be salt, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That's leadership. God has called us to lead a dying world to a loving God. That's leadership. And if you ever tried to talk to a non-believer about Christ, you'll find out, yeah, it's going to take some leadership to get them. To, you know, because they, they will say and do some things that you'd be like, well, I don't know how to answer that one. Um, you know, you will know that, wow, I got to get better at leading people to Christ because it's not easy. It's not easy work. So we're going to learn from the greatest perfect example, and of course, that is the greatest man that ever walked the earth, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the perfect example of a leader. Write this down, A on your paper. Jesus is the perfect example of a leader because, Jesus is the perfect example of a leader because, number one, his love never ended. His love never ended. It never did. When he was walking the earth with the folks that followed him, his love never ended. Look what John 13, 1c says. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. See, this is not just an emotion that we're talking about. It's more than that. And we're not just talking about a thought or mentality of love. We're talking about felt love. The ones who followed Jesus when he was on the earth always felt his love. It was administered, and they felt it. Because he never, it never was about him. He was always unselfish. He was always thinking about them. And they never questioned his love for them. Now, he questioned their love for him. <laughs> but they never questioned his love for them. How about you? Do those that you lead, or even the ones you don't even know you're leading, know that you love them? And feel your love for them. <laughs> Will they say, I feel your love? You know, do they feel it? Is it real to them? Or do they question, I don't know if daddy loved me. I don't know if mama really loved me. As I was going through this message, I got, I got convicted. Hopefully, it, it'll convict you because I got convicted putting it together. <laughs> and I, I want to share something with you. That was some, some years ago. I was talking to this lady who was in my small group, and she had just recently changed her hairstyle, you know, noticeably, a significant change in her hairstyle. <laughs> You know, and so I was sitting talking with her, and I asked her, I said, wow, you changed your hair. It looks nice. I said, well, what does your husband have to say about it? Is he, he cool with it? 
And she said, oh, yeah, he cool with it because he loves me, she said. He loves me. Real, just a real simple conversation. But that conversation, just that, just that conversation, it pricked my heart. Because I knew at that very moment, my wife wouldn't say that about me at that time. Because I, was, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't being nice. And when she said, and then just to look, I still, I can just visualize it now. She, just the look on her face and the confidence she said it and the joy. She said, oh, he's okay with it. But he loves me. And I'm sitting across the table and I'm going like, Because I knew my wife wasn't feeling that way at the very moment. I knew it. Conviction. I still reflect on that today. Because at my core, I don't ever want my wife not to know I love her. Not to feel it. And this is as you become better as a leader. These, this is a trait of Christ. That the ones who followed him never doubted his love for them. And if you're going to be a better leader, you're going to have to have the same trait. That those who follow you, they always know you love them. And it says here, he loved them. To the end. It was an endless love. That's what the first reason he's the perfect example. Number two, Jesus is the perfect example of a leader because, number two, he knew how much influence and authority he had. Because he knew how much influence and authority he had. John 13, 3a says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. <laughs> he knew God had given him all power. See, one of the things, and I know you've been here, you've had some leaders, you have some leaders, in fact, you got a leader now. <laughs> Who don't seem to understand how much, just how much power and influence they have. You've had some in your life. See, what happens is when you don't know clearly your, your influence and your authority, you'll misuse it. You've probably had some leaders who, who, had, who, who thought they had more power than they had. Okay, and then you probably have some leaders who had more power than they knew they had. Okay, so you have some leaders. Let me back up. You have some leaders who thought they had more power than they really had, so they tried to do some things that they couldn't do. And then you just said, you know, I want to see my committee man, <laughs> my my union committee man. I need to see my union committee man. <laughs> and, 
a meeting got scheduled with your committee man and your union rep and the HR, and y'all sat down to figure out, well, how much power does this guy really have? Because you thought you read a clause in the contract that said they couldn't do what they was trying to do. And then you had some leaders who had more power than they realized they had, and so they should have acted and they didn't do anything. It just stood back. And you thinking, wow, just do this and it'll change. You know? And then they just, whatever reason, they don't have courage or don't understand or whatever. And in either case, whether it's a leader who has more power, who don't have as much power as they think they have, or, or have more power than they think they have, either case, abuse and misuse happens in either case. The same is true for you. Same is true for you. So you need to understand just how much influence you have. Some years ago, when, when Micaiah was younger, my family you know, had to check me. Because um, I, I, I said something to her kind of harsh. And, it, and I didn't realize just how much power I had. <laughs> and they felt like you know, I had crushed her spirit. And they was telling me about it. Well, when you do that, and when you, you, and I was like, you know, that's not what I was really intending to do. I was just trying to make a point. So it's important that we really understand our influence and authority so that we don't misuse it. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes. To Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. As a leader, you need to know where you come from and where you're going. This is, in, this is vitally important. If you don't understand where you come from and where you're going, you are likely to be biased and partial. And that's not a good trait for a leader. Thank you for listening.